Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody. want to welcome you to the show today uh, for what for me is a special edition of the show because we have someone on today who is someone who, if you have not heard his music yet, I'm pretty sure you're going to be hearing a lot about this young man as we go forward. He's a musical chameleon, in my opinion. He's a vocalist and a keyboardist. He's a songwriter and producer, and he really moves seamlessly between blues and R&B and gospel and jazz and the standards. He's been playing music since he was seven years old and has a passion also for helping to raise up the next generation of musicians. His new single, Madam Queen, has elevated his success to a whole new level, and we'll get a chance to talk a lot about that. Please welcome to the show today my friend, Chris Crane. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Man. Yeah, man, it's good to have you here. It's it's great to have you here. So, you know, 2021 has been a very good year for you, man. Tell us about this new level of success that you're experiencing. You know, it's um, it's a matter of patience. Yeah. Coming, manifesting itself. I, yeah. I was watching a movie the other the other morning. I was up. It was two or three in the morning. And I yeah. couldn't sleep, and um, this guy said. Um, told his young guy, he said, it's a good it's a good thing when you don't see success. Well, it could be a good thing when you don't see success early Yeah. because it gives you the time to develop and to learn patience. Yeah. And so um, 2021 has just been a picture of all of the time, the connections, yeah. the hard work that I've been putting in, you know, shows, bookings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things have been happening and... It, it started with one song, but the bookings are coming. Um, people are wanting to hear my old music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good music Which is, is timeless. Yeah, 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 definitely. Good music is timeless, so that's good. So I want to tell the audience a little story here because I... I, we produced the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, which is a, a jazz festival in Milwaukee. And when we did our first event back in 2019, I had booked all of our talent, and I was in the barbershop one day, and my barber one day said to me, oh, man, you know Chris Crane? I'm like, no, I'm not familiar with Chris. He's like, oh, man, you got you to gotta get up on Chris. And so he contacted Chris and had Chris send me, told, he told Chris about our festival and had Chris send me some music. And like I said, we had booked all of our talent. And I listened to Chris's music. And like right away, I called him and I said, look, man, We've already booked our talent. We've 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 gone spent our budget, but we need to get you on this show. What is it going to take? And from that moment, I I saw and learned a lot about how this young man goes about making music. And to say that he was a hit at our at our event would be an understatement, man. So, but it's not. I know you. We've had a lot of conversations about this musical journey, right? And sometimes yeah. people think that you know, like you said, you know, you talked about success breeding patience. But talk to the audience about where you were a couple of years ago and, and the fact that you were you weren't so sure about this music thing. Yeah, well, you know, over the over the years I've tried to quit several times. And um but just a couple of years ago, you know, I'm in school finishing my degrees. I've been running one business, running my foundation. Yeah. Um for a few years and um music just wasn't adding up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and as an adult you know, sometimes you have to make those real decisions. Absolutely. You know, do I continue to do this or do I try to go here where I can make some money to support my family? Yeah, yeah. And I was at that place. 
you and I had, we met and yeah. we talked and we met and we talked uh-huh. and we met. I got in the car and cried a few times. Yeah, yeah. Because I was in a place to where I know I have what it takes. Yeah. And I know this thing won't let me go. Yeah. But the world is real. Yeah. And, no doubt. and so the reality of my life says, yeah, that's not doing anything right now. Yeah. You have to go and do some other things. So I did. and But I never stopped doing the music. Mm-hmm. I never stopped pushing. Yeah. I never stopped reaching out to venues and promoters and never stopped. I never yeah. stopped cutting records. I just kept doing it on the time that I had. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a crazy schedule. My schedule is still crazy. I'm up at 4 o'clock every morning. Wow. Okay. Okay. And from 4 to 5, I'm practicing, writing, yeah, recording. 5 to 6, I'm working out. Okay. 6 to about 7, I'm getting my kids ready to take them to school. Yeah. And then after I drop them off, I'm back in the studio. Okay. And that's my every day. And then in the evening, I am in the office doing foundation work. And yeah. my new company, Charlie's Music Factory, I'm working on that stuff. So, okay. um, But I had to discipline myself and just stick with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm starting to see some of the fruit of that labor. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm glad I, I didn't quit. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't quit either because I, I, I remember back to those conversations we were having. And I remember saying to you that, don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your gift because God has a gift. God has given you a gift and he's got a purpose for it, right? Yeah. And, you know, I can't tell you how happy I am to see the success you're having because you, you stayed with it, you stuck with it. And I think sometimes this music business, it looks so glamorous on the outside to people, but people don't understand all the hard work and all the effort that goes into it. You know, I talk yeah. to so many artists and, you know, we get a chance to talk about how much they practice or how much time they have to spend on the business side, right? And how they kind of got to make sure they separate time for the music side so they're not blending those things because they're two very different things, right? And then, like you said, you throw life in all of that, right? Like, this is a, like, it's not, you know, I think sometimes people think you can make a song, put it out there on, on Facebook, and then you're an instant star. And there's a lot of grinding that goes on. Yeah, you know, for me, it's never been... I'll say this, and I'm now becoming more comfortable and really talking about this. Yeah. But since I was a little kid, yeah, I always knew that people around the world would say my name. Yeah. And I felt that. That's cool. And, and you don't say that out loud as you're coming up because then people see it as something else, people yeah. who don't understand. But that feeling has always been inside of me since I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. And so now that people are actually, I get inboxes from everywhere, Poland, yeah. um, the Netherlands. That's awesome. People playing my music or showing me videos. Of, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But it looks glamorous. Yeah, yeah. Case in point, I was in Houston last week. I was in Texas. Okay. I flew into Houston, uh-huh. got the rental car, drove three hours to Austin. Okay. As soon as I got off the plane, yeah. there wasn't no stop, freshen up, yeah. grab something to eat, because the schedule was get to Austin, uh-huh. do this interview. Okay. And then I had to drive back to Houston. Wow. After we ate and did the, whatever we did at the, um, yeah. the radio station. And had a nine o'clock, nine a.m. rehearsal 
for the show that was happening. Okay. At five or four o'clock. Yeah. On that Sunday, so it was go go it's go. It's a lot of go, hard go. work. Yeah, and it's a lot of hard tired, work. You know, and even though the hotels be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to be at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. You know? So it's it's. It's not as glamorous as it looks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks good on Facebook. It does. It does. It looks really good on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is not the real world, y'all. No. You know? <laughs> or Instagram. You know, I sometimes I do uh, my IG posts. Uh huh. Or my TikToks, real quick videos. Yeah. And, you know, now it's rewarding because I'm not chasing fame. Yeah. I'm not trying to become famous or a star. I'm doing this because it's who I am. Yeah. And music called me. Case in point, hence why I couldn't walk away from it. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It grabbed me, and because of music, I do have confidence. Because of music, I've been able to face each day, you know, especially being born with my birth defect, and that's a totally different yeah. conversation that yeah. can last for hours, but this thing called music is what has helped helped me become a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in yeah. so many ways. Yeah. And, and so I just, um, I it. You can't just, I couldn't just walk away from it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you. It's who you are. It's, it's a part of your soul and your being. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's one. I had a conversation with a very famous uh, musician not that long ago. And I asked him, I said, so do you think, you think about retirement? And he said, you know, I don't think about anything like that. He said, music is a part of me and I'll do it until... I don't have the music anymore, you know, yeah. and that's that's how it is. Yeah, when it's your definitely. muse, when it's your love, when it's your when it's your passion. So your song, Madam Queen, is um, doing really really well for you. It's a bit more of an R and B song, but your repertoire spans so many different genres, and oftentimes artists seem to focus on one genre, but you don't. So why is that? Because mu- because I love music, mm-hmm. and. I moved when I grown up in Mississippi. Yeah, uh, we heard a lot of quartet, a lot of blues. Yeah, and of course gospel because it's a church area. Absolutely. When I moved to Indiana, I got connected with some people in St. Louis, some uh-huh. of the top musicians in St. Louis. Okay. There's a guy named Butch Woody there. He's one of the most phenomenal keyboard organist okay. I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then from, you got St. Louis, West, you got Indianapolis, North, Louisville, Cincinnati, yeah. Nashville, South, and I turned, I was able to hear a lot of different styles of music. Yeah. And I sat in the, at a gig in, in Atlanta, and they did an Earth, Wind, and Fire tune. Uh-huh. I had no idea who Earth, Wind & Fire was. Okay. I was 20, maybe 21. Okay, okay. And But once I found, once I sucked on that gig, I went home and bought up all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. And it just opened up a new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Ronnie Laws to... Oh, yeah. um, Confunction. Oh, yeah. You know, I just started buying music. George Duke, Herbie Uh Hancock. And listening to all of those sounds start to create something inside of me. Uh-huh. And so it just is it's not just a love for this, a love for that, a love for this. I um, I pay attention to what's inside of me. Yeah. And so when I'm writing, I don't even know why I came up with this car, but I start letting the music interpret itself. Okay. And to write itself. Huh. And I learned to listen to the music. 
that I've created. Okay. And if you and that's why you have to be patient and yeah. in tune. Yeah. But if you listen to it, it'll tell you what note you need to hit. Huh. And and I don't know if it's just me. I'm sure it's not, right? Because I'm no yeah. genius by yeah. no stretch of the imagination. But when I hear something that I write, uh-huh. if I listen to it over and over, I can hear the next thing that needs to happen in there. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a chord, whether it's a string line. Okay. And so sometimes it starts out as a jazz piece, but by the time it's done writing itself, it's blues or it's R&B yeah. or it's funk. Yeah. Right. It it just changes. And, and that's what I release. I love the fact that you're talking about that. You said you let the music write itself because I often talk to artists about their process. Right. Like how they go about creating music and yeah. what inspires them and things like that. Right. And I think it's that I think that's a that's one of those things where, you know, it's a gift for you if you can just allow it to evolve like that. Like you're not like it's work. But it sounds like you don't force it. You let it come to you. Yeah. And what comes is what you give the people. Yeah. And I learned that process from writing records and forcing it. And mm-hmm. three years later, three months later, I hate it. Okay. Okay. And now I'm redoing the record. But once I started to do that process, take my time, let it breathe. Yeah. I still listen to those records today. Okay. I love them. They yeah. make me feel some kind of way. Okay. The okay. whole this last album I did, Glow. Uh huh. Um, that whole album was written just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love every song on this album, and I can listen to my own work uh-huh. as if it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is, you know, I don't know if that's rare, but it's rare for me. Yeah. Because yeah. early on, I, I I didn't experience that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that from other artists, too, where they've said that they have done work and made songs. And sometimes those songs have been commercial hits, and they've said they hated the song, yeah. right? Because it didn't, you know, for whatever reason, they just didn't like the song. And I think that it's a cool thing to know that, like, so many times in whatever fields you're in, it doesn't have to be as a musician, we are sometimes chasing things, yes. right? And it sounds like, to me, you're just chasing the satisfaction of the music. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. It, it it fulfills me, man. Yeah, and I take yeah. solace in knowing that when I'm done with a record, I've given it my all. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, I learned how to play all of these instruments. So yeah. most of my records you hear, uh-huh. that's me on the bass. Yeah, that's me on the guitar. You uh-huh. know, um, of course, that's me on the keys, and. I can take my time and recut and recut and recut, yeah. and I release it when I want to. That's cool. That's really you know? cool. That's really cool. Well, let's let's listen to some of some of that music. This is Chris Crane with his latest breakthrough song, "Madam Queen." You make, you make me feel like do say on a Sunday morning, ebony and ivory, sweet melody in harmony. Sometimes I can be crazy. 
everybody that was our guest today chris crane with his song madam queen so you're you were talking about your process and it sounds like it's kind of organic but is there a favorite part of the process for you or least favorite part of the process for you the favorite process is when i'm mixing Mm -hmm. when i'm mixing and what i'll do i'll put i'll bounce the, the track down save it to my phone okay get in my car and go for a drive no kidding okay okay yeah okay and then i start out with it loud and blasting and i cut it all the way down uh-huh so i can hear everything okay inside of the silence yeah yeah and that lets me know if the drums are too loud the guitars the vocals need to be up that's my favorite part because okay. that's where you're getting the levels right uh-huh, uh-huh. and you know when you get it right because yeah. everything is in its own place you know, you can, the drums are where they should be, the pans, the the effects are floating how, you know, and they're carrying the song. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost a finished product. Okay, okay, great. okay. And you just know it, you just feel it when it's ready or yeah. are there, yeah, okay, okay. There's certain things I look for, but okay. I can just feel it when I hear it, like, just, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know? And then I'll listen to it over and over, I'll throw my AirPods in, uh-huh. walk around the house. You know, the kids are, daddy, dad, I can't even hear them. Because okay. these new AirPods, they have noise canceling. <laughs> okay, okay. And so my kids be all in my face swinging at me, uh-huh. trying to get my attention. I'm just, yes, baby. Uh-huh. I can't hear nothing they're saying. You're um, doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. in your and musical so, zone. And once once it feels good, yeah, then I can listen to it over 
and over and over and over again. Okay, okay. That's cool. That's really cool. So we're, you know, we, COVID is still with us, but, you know, we feel like we're coming out a little bit more. How, How did that time impact how you go about making your music and, and the work you put into your, your career? Well, when COVID first started, the thing that it did for me, it um, gave me time to sit down mm-hmm. and to just breathe. Yeah. You know, because everybody shut down. Yeah, no doubt. And so the race is off. It's postponed. Mm-hmm. It was delayed for a little while, so now we can go back stock up, get our Gatorade, get our water, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. all yeah. of those things and kind of come back out when it's time to, when the gun shoots again. Yeah. And so what I did, I relaxed. I started to focus on my family mm-hmm. um, so that I can be in a peaceful place. Yeah. And then that, that opened my mind so that I can write. And I wrote the, the Glow album. Yeah. In 2020. Okay, so during the pandemic. Yes, during the pandemic. Released it September 29th on my birthday. Wow. Inside of the pandemic. Okay. And it allowed me to write some music that I absolutely love. Yeah. And again, you know, the the time to sit back and to just relax. No pressure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it it helped with that process. Now, what it did do, though, um, I started my own booking. Okay. And, um... I had my first show was going to be at the City Winery, Philadelphia, okay. June 5th, um, 2020. Uh-huh. And I had my marketing going. I had a a plan to sell two shows out. Yeah. And tickets were moving. Yeah. COVID hit. They shut everything down. Yeah. 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 And that knocked the wind out of my cell because, you know, when you're not with a major booking company, yeah. you know, the woes of... The cold calls. Absolutely. And the people, well, who are you? Have you ever played here before? Right. Have you ever played Philadelphia? No, I haven't. Yeah. But here's my plan. Yeah. This is what I have in place already. Ticket sales are guaranteed. Yeah. I just need you to book this show. Uh-huh. So after about two months of back and forth on that, they agreed. Everything was set. Um, I had a nice budget that they was going to pay me to come. Uh-huh. I found local musicians that I was going to use. I was flying in two days early for rehearsals, bought plane tickets for my background singers. Yeah. And boom. Yeah, and it shut down. Shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that that show was going to be my entry into Boston and into D.C. City mm-hmm, Winery, mm-hmm. into Chicago, yeah. into Nashville, into Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of knocked me back a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it happened, and I think things happened the way they're supposed to. Um, it didn't stop the progress. Yeah, it didn't stop the progress. We were just um, talking a little while ago. Like, you got stuff going on. Like, you've been making a whirlwind tour all around the country, and even internationally, you got some stuff going on in Japan and other yeah. places around the globe. Talk to, I mean, talk to, talk to us about all that stuff that's going on with you, man. Yeah, well, you know, the tour. I actually just booked another show um, mm-hmm. for January 29th. Okay, okay. Back home in Mississippi. Oh, good. And so um, we finalized all of the paperwork, deposits, and all of that yeah. stuff. So I'll be there. Um, Looking forward to that show because um, I actually get to go to my hometown. Yeah, and um, 
and to do what I do everywhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, but doors have been opening. Like I said, I was in Houston last week, um, Austin. Yeah. Um, I'm in um, Columbia, South Carolina, um, coming up soon. Um, Cincinnati, Columbus, Ohio. And we have some more dates that haven't been confirmed. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you don't talk about them until, right, right, right. until they're there. Um, they, artist, so I have an artist, Tasha Nicole. Um, her music is moving. Uh-huh. We're supposed, well, we are scheduled early all April, 10 days in the UK. Oh, great. Um, but again, with this new COVID variant, things yeah. are really yeah. shaky right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking at Osaka, Japan next November. Okay. Tokyo as well. Man. And so it's just, it's happening yeah. um, without a major label yeah, and without a major booking company, which is more rewarding to me. Okay. How so? Because I get to do it on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now it costs me. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I pay. Yeah. And when I have to go to Japan, you know, there's a couple of places that are actually booking me, uh-huh. but there's still costs to me. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. marketing, all of these things. Yeah. But, you know, when you, I can release the kind of music that I want mm-hmm. on my own timelines mm-hmm. and I don't have to, now it would be great to have a label with a very structured, um, favorable contract. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. But that's not likely to happen for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I I don't even think I need that. It'll mm-hmm. have to be. Some 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 company that can come in and do ten times more for me than do. I'm already doing for yeah, myself. Yeah, and you know I've heard that from other artists too. Where you know I was talking to uh, you know another young man who's just I mean his his career is 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 just taken off over the past few years, and he made basically the same comment. He said he doesn't want to be on a label again because he wants to be able to control. His music, you know, put his music out the way he wants to put it out, the kind of music he wants to put out, when he wants to put it out, and that, you know, he wants to, he's become a student of the business side of it, too. Yeah. And he wants, he doesn't want to relinquish that control, and I think that's one of the biggest things from, you know, 20 years ago, you had no shot at being a successful musician if you didn't get a label deal, right? Yeah. Now it's a very different ball game, you know, that you don't have to necessarily have a label deal to be successful, because... It's not easy, but a whole lot easier than it was 15, 20 years ago to get your stuff, get your music out there for people to hear it and, get, and recognize it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I believe it's when I when I took this step back and I stopped chasing, mm-hmm. then the world opened up. Yeah, yeah. And I'm able to see, you know, one of the biggest one of the best things I could have done was to take the time to ask myself the hard questions. Yeah. And then to give myself the hard answers that yeah. we are taught to to mask. Yeah. Right? And so I said, Chris Crane, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I wrote it down on the paper. Chris Crane, what do you want? Huh. Do you want to be famous? Do you want money? Do you want a tour? Yeah. And once I started to honestly answer those questions, I found out what I didn't want. Uh-huh. Um, back in um, June, me and my wife, I had a radio thing because I did this radio run. Yeah. I was out in San Diego, took uh-huh. my wife with me. We made a, a, a weekend out of it. Uh-huh. I called my mother-in-law. 
Um, before I asked my wife, can you watch the kids X and such a day? I want yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take Jazz with me to sure. Took her with me. We were in the mall walking and at least three or four people came up to me and stopped me. Uh-huh. I know you. Huh. No, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, I know who you are. Huh. I was in um Indianapolis getting ready to do a show at Michael Soul Kitchen down downtown yeah. Indy. Oh yeah. And I'm walking around like a couple hours after the sound check before the show. I just uh-huh. walked the circle, just kind of get me yeah. something to eat. Just want to see. Yeah. Two people walked by. This one lady said, that's Chris Crane. No kidding. You know, and so those things happen. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. I know it comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. But that ain't something that I want. Yeah, yeah. The other time I'm in the store shopping, somebody called my name. He said, you're Chris Crane. I got a mask on. Uh-huh. He recognized my voice. Yeah. From me talking, so that means he's been following me. Clearly. He knew who I was. Clearly. I said, okay, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me uneasy. Now, I know it comes with the territory. Yeah. And so you accept it, but you have to safeguard some things. So as I'm writing, Chris Crane, what do you want? Uh-huh. I can confidently say, famous? Nah, I don't yeah. want that. Uh-huh. Money? Okay, that's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I get money doing what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, so I start to really break this thing apart. You don't need a label to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, a few years back, um, I was in um, L.A. for the Grammys. Uh-huh. I had a song that, you know, I put it on the ballot list and got a whole lot of votes. I didn't get okay. the nomination. I didn't get, of course, I didn't win. Yeah. But I got a chance to network with some people. Yeah, that's And great. I find out there's some people out here who are making money who we have no idea who they are. Yeah, right. Never right. seen them. You can sit right next to them in a restaurant. Uh-huh. You'll never know who they are. Yeah. I'm talking about making real money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. millionaires doing yeah. music. Uh-huh. You have no idea who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so I said, okay, you can make money doing mm-hmm. this. It's funny you mention that because we, I, my wife and my daughter and I, we went to see the, mo- the movie Sing 2 the other day, right? Yeah. We got a chance to see a pre-release, and my daughter wants to be a singer, right, and an actress, right? And so I'm trying to teach her about different music and different styles of music, and the executive producer for that, all of the music in that movie was a young man named Harvey Mason Jr., whose yeah. father, Harvey Mason, is the famous drummer who is a member of the, the band Foreplay. And I said to right. my daughter, I said, do you see that young man's name there, Harvey Mason Jr.? Like, this young man is, like, controlling music for all kinds of shows and all kinds of movies and everything. And he is uber successful. And a lot of people don't know who he is. But he is super successful. Like, he's one of the, like, if you're in that scene, you know who he is, right? But he's, like, one of the most successful music producers out there and a lot of people don't even know who he is you know and i think that that's that's a great thing and the other thing that i love that you said was that you said when you stopped chasing you know and i i think that's really that's dropping some some knowledge for people because i think no matter what your career so many times we're chasing x or y or z and then we don't have that internal thing because it takes some courage to sit down with yourself and honestly say, okay, what is it that you really want? What are you really after here? And be honest with yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you stop lying to yourself, man, then you can make some real moves. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when I was honest with myself, 
what I want, what I don't want, then I'm able to create a plan. Yeah, yeah. And be more laser focused on the things that I want. Yeah. And and then, you know, I stopped shortchanging myself. Now yeah. when people call and they're calling, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not so much, you know, me picking up the phone and trying to do cold calls. Yeah. People are figuring out who Chris Crane is. Yeah. And it's that patience. It it just it's happening when you're ready. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's a great point. That's a great point. And so I, you know, people, I know you, and so I've spent time. You know, we've worked together some. And I, one thing I notice about you, Chris, is that you are an absolute perfectionist. Like you, you want things a certain way. Talk to us about how that impacts your music. Well, first of all, that I blame my father for that. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's yeah, a good no, thing. Well, sometimes it can be, uh -huh. and I'm working on that as well. Yeah, I'm learning how to um, identify the perfection inside of the imperfection. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. You know, and yeah. So I hear a certain thing in my head, uh -huh. and it makes no sense to substitute that for something else. Sure. Because every time I get to that point in that record, I'm going to hear what I always heard in my head. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and so I would I would spend countless hours trying to find a certain snare sound or a certain note or trying to make it feel a certain kind of way. It it rubs off on the people that I'm working with. Sometimes they like it, sometimes I, they don't. Yeah. And so, but what that caused me to do was to hire up. Uh huh. So instead of hiring people who I have to teach, yeah, yeah, I hire people who understand how to deal with the personality of somebody who's quote unquote a perfectionist. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like two bosses working together. Uh huh. The boss. Most good bosses can work for another boss because they understand what it takes to get there. Absolutely. But if you've never run a business, you've never had to wear the weight on your shoulders, yeah. you look at the boss and say, you being cheap. Yeah, 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 Spend yeah. Spend that money. Uh-huh. You've never run that business. You've never run a business and had to balance the entire budget. Absolutely. And so you don't understand that, yeah, I can spend 75% over here, but the rest is going to die yeah. because I put it all over there. So I learned to hire up. Yeah. So when I when I came to the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, uh -huh. I brought in the best. Yeah, you did. If you look at the guy on the bass, Anthony Crawford, yeah. you have to know who he is. But Rolling Stone just did a write-up on him. No kidding. He's that guy. He's that good. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Derek Williams, the saxophonist, he's um, – he does horn arrangements for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's that guy. Yeah. You yeah. know? But people don't know. And so when you're pushing for the best, then you want the best. Because most times you only have that moment, that space and time yeah. for people to meet you and to decide, are they going to take a journey with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you miss that moment, it doesn't matter why. Yeah. You're having a bad day. The sound man wasn't good. Yeah. You didn't get a good sound check. At the sound, at the at the festival, I got a line check. Yeah. I didn't get the sound check. Yeah. We had yeah. time enough to plug everything up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And to go for it. Yeah. We yeah. didn't get an attitude. We no. said, no. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew what I had prepared for. And right. I knew what I had with me and what I was going to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And so putting those kind of hiring up 
allows you to be perfectly imperfect. Yeah, yeah, I love that, perfectly imperfect. And I I love what you're talking about, too, because I think that, um, look, there there are no shortcuts to greatness, right? None. Like, you can be mediocre if you want to, but if you want to be great at anything, there are no shortcuts. You got to put it in the effort, and you got to – you have to envision what you what you want to be and what you want to see, and in your case, what you want to create, right? And yeah. then you got to bring others along for that journey, right? Yeah. So that's wonderful, man. Well, let's take a listen to some more of your music. Um, this is uh, Chris Crane, our guest today, with this song "Ain't No Sunshine."
right, everybody. We just heard Ain't No Sunshine by our, uh, my friend and our guest today, Chris Prane. So, Chris, every show we do this segment, we call it Bout It or Doubt It, okay? Okay. So if you bout it, it's something that you like, and if you doubt it, it's something that you just aren't quite feeling. You interested in playing? Let's get it. All right, cool. So first, let's go ahead and... Um, let's I go ahead and get this. I that is. I know you about it. I know all about that. I doubt it. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel and get you a category. All right, so let's spin the wheel. All right, Chris, your category today is fun and leisure. Okay. All right, about it or doubt it, fishing. About it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like to fish, huh? I'm from the South, man. And yeah. So I remember going fishing uh, with my grandmother, and she used to use those cane poles. Oh, yeah. I remember those. And uh, we would go and fish. We used to also crab. One of my favorite things okay. would be the crab. My dad, we had these crab nets. Uh-huh. And the first time I actually caught a crab, once I pulled it up, I didn't secure it in the crab. Got out of the net. Okay. And so I was trying to catch him with my Chicago um, Bulls hat. Uh-huh. And it just cut <laughs> through my hat. So, yeah, I'm definitely about that fishing life. All right. Man. All right. Do you get a chance to do that much anymore these days? I haven't fished in a long time. Okay. Okay. When okay. I go back home, I always go. Okay. Um, but I don't I don't like the freshwater fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I don't go fishing the lake. Uh-huh. You know, something about that saltwater fishing, man. Down yeah. Down the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Biloxi, Gulf uh-huh. Port. Something uh-huh. about that, man. All right. Cool. Now, now, are you a catch and release guy, or when you fish, are you 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 cooking it up? Oh yeah. We there's no point in throwing it back. There you go. You right. Spend right, all right. the miles that you want to eat. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. you, man. That is cool. I you know I've only been fishing a couple of times in my life. I gotta tell you. I thoroughly enjoyed it when I did it. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's something I would love to do a little bit more of myself. All right, let's do one more then. Bout it or doubt it, ice skating. Doubt it. Doubt it. Okay, okay. You know, I I never learned to skate, first of all. Uh-huh. And so the thought of skating with some tools, because I call them tools, that could chop your fingers off. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, now, when I first moved here to Milwaukee, I um, tried to um, I would go down to the lake and rollerblade. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So I tried to teach myself to rollerblade. Uh-huh. I never learned how to stop. Oh, okay. And so the only way I could stop was to just fall uh-huh. or to find myself to the grass. That's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, yeah, doubt it. Sure. I feel you. I feel you. Good. <laughs> I, I think another thing that I, that you do, another thing you do that, that's impressive to me is that you spend a lot of time and energy and effort and, and resources, quite frankly, trying to give back to youth. Tell us about your The Better Awareness Project. Well, um, the Better Project Awareness Foundation is an organization that I started back in 2012. And it was simply geared towards giving kids um, this gift of music Mm -hmm. and an experience. Giving them the same thing that changed my life. Yeah, yeah. Music gave me confidence. It made me smile. It made me happy as a kid. and, and, And I believe that music can do that for other children. It not only helped me become a good musician, mm-hmm. but music, learning music is also um, found to help with test scores. Yeah. You know, um, help kids um, to be, um, do things together. Yeah. Teamwork 
you know, so when you're playing with bands, you have to be able to connect with the Absolutely. people around you. So it makes you a better, a better member of society. Yeah. And so I wanted to give that to kids. It helped, it helped with my self-esteem. So uh -huh. I wanted to, I believe that if you give kids uh, an esteem booster while they're young, yeah, you show them who they can be yeah. when they're young. When they're old, you don't have to do that right, because it's right. already in them. So that's why my foundation, we gear what we do towards kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started with four. I started doing these uh, Make a Difference um, concerts uh -huh. as my fundraisers to raise my own money Yeah. so that I can run these free music camps without having to beg and ask people yeah. to donate. I said, no, I do what I want to do it on my own watch yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that I can do it. And so these first-class music camps, they're free for kids ages 6 through 16. Uh -huh. Every instrument that I learn to play, that's what we teach. And a few more we do. Uh, we graduated from four kids to our last in-person camp. We had about 40 to 50 kids wow. per day. No kidding. Then I added these things called um, Show Me That, where the demonstration periods where alongside teaching these instruments, uh -huh. I brought in musicians to actually demonstrate the instrument so the kids can actually see it yeah. um, in live, okay. in live motion, so that they can say, okay, yeah, I want to do that, or that's cool, or that's uh -huh. not cool. And we do um, this last camp I did this year, camps and concerts. Okay. It was a day camp, but we had four concerts oh, cool. inside of the camp. Okay, okay. And so, you know, I hired two of the two of the um, presenters were former students. Okay. Oh, cool. That I was able to hire to come in to do a show for, yeah. you know, it had 15, 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And, and I was able to pay them yeah. for their performance. So it was pretty cool. That is. That is. Yeah. Um, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with what we do at Fresh Coast Jazz Festival, our whole goal is to um, make a philanthropic impact on our community. And so we've supported chris's foundation yes. with donation in the past and it's one of the things that the things that you were talking about are so true like you know in so many of our schools we are losing music education because of yeah. budget cuts and things like that and when we think about we hear so many negative things about our kids that you know it's really disheartening that we have to understand that we have to give them things to engage them to show them possibilities beyond their realities yes. to keep them from getting involved in some of the things that we don't want them to be involved in and so i really i love the fact that with all this stuff that you're doing man you're raising your family you're working hard on your career you're working with other artists you're handling the business side of your career while making music you still find time to give back to young people, man, that's, that's really, that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And thank you, Fresh Coast, um, for your donation. Yeah. That donation paid for the venue for this camp that we just did. That's awesome. As well as the lunches for everybody. Fantastic, so, man. Well, we gonna, we're going to keep supporting you, man, because yeah. we know you're doing good work. We know you're doing good work. So what would be something that your fans would be surprised to learn about you? I still watch cartoons. Okay, 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 okay. Break yeah. down that list. What are some of the favorites? Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. Um, DuckTales. Okay. Um, I bought a um, DVD from Cracker Barrel one time. Uh-huh. You know, they have the, <laughs> the section where they have all of the other, the, the old stuff, the old movies. Uh-huh. And I watch DuckTales all the time. But Scooby-Doo is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. Okay, okay. 
if you ever get a chance to just go and listen to some of the musical arrangements huh. on Scooby-Doo, I okay. mean, some of that music is amazing. Okay, okay. Yeah. I have to check that out. I haven't done that. It's funny you mentioned cartoons. I, You know, one of the coolest things I ever saw in concert was Wayman Tisdale, him and one of his band members. They were just having fun in the middle of a show that they were doing, and they just started riffing cartoon theme songs. Oh, wow. And I could still hear Wayman Tisdale f- playing the Flintstones theme song in my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was one of the coolest things I ever saw. It was They were having so much fun, and that's one of the things I thought was so cool. So that's that's cool that you're still doing cartoons, man. That's great. So, okay, other thing. You talked about how when you're trying to figure out if a song is ready, you get in your car and you, you listen. So. Yeah. Other than your music, what's planning your ride right now? I just, a friend of mine just turned me on to this artist named Bloodline. Okay, okay, okay. And when I first heard it, I was like, well, this is weird. Uh huh. Because it takes you back to like a early. It makes me think of vampire movies. Okay, okay, like okay. Theme music, blood, and fangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the more I've listened to it, the layers are falling off. Huh. And it's just an EP, five songs. Okay. But it's a masterpiece. Wow. And Bloodline is the artist or the Bloodline name? Bloodline is the artist, okay. and it's the actual um, title track on the okay. album, okay. on the EP. But it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. I've been listening to these same five songs on repeat for uh-huh. at least a week now. No kidding. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out, man. I love to to find out about I mean, new streams, music, and I'm going to have to check that out. It just takes you back, way back. I mean, it has a certain energy about it. Yeah. You know, um, I can sit and listen to it with my yeah. eyes closed. Yeah, you know? that's cool. That's cool. And, and uh, you, know, you know, talking to you today, I can still... I can tell that you still enjoy just hearing music. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of artists who get to a point kind of like where it's like, I'm working on music all day long. I don't just, I just don't want to hear it anymore, you know. But you still enjoy that. Yeah, and that's because it's no longer a thing for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, to work on a song, I'm, I don't take myself that serious anymore. Okay, okay, okay. I love music. And, um, and here's another fun fact about me. I write a lot of songs uh-huh. cutting grass. Okay. Oh, really? I can hear, and I have a record that's going to be on my new jazz album um, called um, Behind the Noise. Okay. But it's something about, you know, my dad used to cut grass all the time. He did a lot of yard work, Uh and he and I was very close. Yeah. So when he passed away, it was a big blow to me. It took me 10, 12 years to just get to the place to where I'm not crying on Father's Day. Right, 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 right. But I feel close to him when I'm outside. That's cool. When I'm pushing the more, when I'm cutting the hedges or with the weed eater. And some kind of way, um, Madam Queen was written when I was cutting grass. No kidding. Oh, That's everything. Cool. It was written. And I kept hearing the melody in my head while I was cutting grass. So I, I stopped the more, took my phone out. And sung that melody okay. into my voice notes on my phone. Uh-huh. Started back cutting. And it wouldn't go away. So I started just putting things together, words. That is And then cool. I get a line and I take my phone out and sing what I had. Uh-huh. I, and I keep all of my voice notes. Okay, okay. So I have a hard drive with probably five, 600 wow. different voice notes of different parts of songs and ideas that I just drew out there. 
Yeah. You know, so. I think people don't understand. That's another thing I think that's cool to hear from you because I know for me, it's cool to understand, like, just how much stuff gets created, you know, and that, you know, sometimes it ends up being like a Madam Queen, something that's super successful. And sometimes it like it's it create it's created, but it doesn't really go anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm assuming you probably have a catalog of hundreds of songs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Hundreds of songs that did I never released. Or, yeah. But I tell you this: when I released Madam Queen, I first released it in 2017. Uh huh. And it did a little something over in the UK. Uh huh. DJs were playing it. But over here, nobody even paid any attention. Yeah. I mean, I'm sending it to radio stations, trying to get people to hear it. Nobody buying it on Facebook. No, uh-huh. Nothing. Yeah. 2021. All over the place. I do a one live video performance of it. Post a video and boom. Yeah, it was, it was God's timing for it, yeah. right? It's always that's timing. What it was. Timing it was and patience. Timing. Absolutely. Like yes, you sir. talked about earlier. So well, that's fantastic, man. So, well, let's, let's listen to another one of your songs. This is Chris Crane with uh, Three Days Ahead.
right, everybody, we just heard Three Days Ahead by our guest today, Chris Crane. So is uh, uh, there's a couple questions I love to ask all of our guests and put you on the spot a little bit. So I'm going to jog your memory here. Um, tell us, what are your three favorite albums of all time? Three favorite albums of all times. Does it have to be one specific genre? Nope, it can be whatever, whatever, whatever moves you, man. Well, one is um, Another Level by Blackstreet. Okay, yeah. And anything that has real music in it, uh-huh. because I believe that all they, it all comes from the same place. Yeah. Another Level from Blackstreet, and then there's an album by George Duke uh-huh. that I absolutely love, Face to Music. Okay, okay, yep. Um, and then Gregory Porter. Oh, did a did a rec, uh, album, um, The King and I. Okay, okay. His tribute to Nat King Cole. Yes, yes. I mean, he has Mona Lisa, Smile, yeah. Pick Yourself Up, Kisas, Kisas, Kisas. I mean, he has all of these hit records. Yeah. When I fall in love, I yeah. mean, all of that jazz. Yeah, yeah. And those are my three favorite albums of all time. That's man. great, man. That's yeah. great. You mentioned some great artists there, and. Gregory Porter is one that I He'll have. He'll be here. I know. And, and I'll be there. I'll be there, too. Yes. I am so looking forward to that because I I love his voice and his riches. I just saw the other day, I was watching something on YouTube where Sting was being recognized. And I don't know where he was being recognized, but Sting was in the audience. And Gregory Porter did Sting's song, It Was Probably Me. Yeah. You know, and just watching Sting who is this revered musician, you could see him being visibly taken aback by the talent of Gregory Porter, yeah. you know? And then that his song, Take Me to the Alley. Man, yes. the first time I heard that song, and let me say it differently, the first time I really listened to that song, yeah, it literally brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. You know, the story he's telling and the way he's telling it, man, so man, I'm I'm with you 100% on that one. 100% yeah, on that great, one. All great, right. Yeah. All right. So then my other question that I love to ask each of our guests is, you can have a dinner, you're having a dinner party. You can invite any three people, living or deceased, who's at Chris Crane's dinner party and what's on the menu? Herbie Hancock. Cool. Definitely has to be there. Okay. Sonny Stitt. Okay. Okay. And Sonny Stitt was the first jazz jazz musician that I ever heard. Uh-huh. I started trying to mimic what he was doing on the saxophone. Okay. On the keyboard. Yeah. That was my introduction into jazz. Okay. Now, okay. I, I'm sure I did a total um, disservice to <laughs> what he was doing, but those two people, for sure. Yeah. And probably have some salmon. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Asparagus. Okay, okay. You know, a power meal. Power meal. Yes, sir. Because I want the conversation. Yeah. You know, um, of course, Sonny Stitt is deceased. Um, yeah, yeah. Herbie is still here, so I need him to stay up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I can just gleam as much information, That's cool. you know, um, from him. But I, I read his book, yeah. Possibilities. Okay. And I pattern a lot of my playing after Herbie. Yeah. And, you know, I don't do a lot of my jazz playing anymore. Uh-huh. Well, this new album, I'm doing a lot of it. Okay. But I like the way he he 
it's to me, this is what I see. Uh-huh. I see him putting his imagination to work uh. or opening the gate and say, just go and play. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I hear when I hear his music. That's cool. Um, and another Richard Bonner. Yeah. I would love to be around, you know, we're okay. just all hanging out. Yeah. You know, and that sounds good. I have to have at least 45 minutes to just ask questions. Yeah. Okay. 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 And they probably all would be non-music related. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But you can tell a lot about a person and their music. Yeah. By getting to know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Their struggles, how they grew up, mm-hmm. how they view the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a friend of mine, he got a chance to do some touring. Yeah. And I saw his playing change after he came back from Australia. Huh. Because he got a chance to see the world. Okay, okay. And, you know, we grew up in church together. Yeah. He's playing the keys, I'm playing the drums. Uh-huh. And we lost touch. He moved away. We reconnected. And we connected, and he's overseas playing. Uh-huh. And then when he came back, it's like, yo, you playing different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lightness to it now. Uh-huh. It's more open. And he said, man, I've seen some of the world. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? cool. And it has nothing to do with the scales or the, mm-hmm. but music is an expression of who we are. Yeah. Um, the light that we um, let out comes yeah. from within. Yeah. And so what you have in here, it's going to come out. If yeah. you live in a, a dark world, yeah, yeah. trust me, that's what's going mm-hmm. to be displayed. Mm-hmm. But once you see the world and the beauty and yeah. the differences and and you find you can find the beauty in the different nationalities, the different languages, the yeah. different people. Yeah. You know, it it just does something different. That's awesome, you. man. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. So you, you, you have a new jazz, contemporary jazz album coming out soon. Tell us about that piece of work. Man, it's it's a beautiful piece of work. The name of it is She Is Jazz. Hmm. The title cut is She Is Jazz. Okay. And so I have a couple of records done already on 23 uh-huh. that was written at Blue. Okay. Fister on the 23rd floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just the scene. Famous hotel in Milwaukee. Yes. I don't know. Yes, the scene, the, the ambiance, the smell, the, the energy. It gave me a song. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the album will be playing. It's a mixture of playing, instrumentation, uh-huh. and singing. I'll okay. be singing. Um, again, it's the way I do music now, whatever is in my head and in my heart, that's what goes on the record. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no right, wrong, good or bad. Yeah. Because at this stage, I can sing in key. I can play in key. Right. I can play in time. Those are mechanics, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But can I put what's in my heart the way that it's in my heart mm-hmm. on the record? Yeah. That's and I cool. think that's what transcends the actual mp3 that we're gonna hear yeah good so good 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 i'm looking to release it september 29th on my birthday all right all right as long as i can help it i'll release all of my work on my birthday oh fantastic because i do my music for me yeah 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 yeah. and not for the people now if people like it yeah take it but if you don't it doesn't matter because i've given myself a special gift that's cool gift of labor and love man so i want everybody to mark your calendar every september, september 29th, 29th it's gonna be an album. We, we're gonna be look we're gonna be looking for something from our guy chris crane so other than other than our re, that release of she is jazz in september of 2022 what else is 2022 hold for you my brother i am planning right now a live recording oh, live cool. video recording um 
I'm going to redo 15 of my old records okay. live. Yeah. And we're going to do it as a pay-per-view kind of a thing. Awesome. Where people from around the world can subscribe okay. and watch the show and just kind of get to know me on a different level. Okay. It'll be very intimate. So two hours worth of Chris Crane. Awesome. Um, doing a lot of my old records that I don't perform out live. Yeah. Um, I have a song called um, The Other Day. Uh-huh. I love that song. Okay, okay. But most of the venues that I'm performing, that song just doesn't fit the venue. So gotcha. you can't do that at a, a blues show. Yeah. Or it's not that kind of a song. Yeah. But I'm going to be able to do all of that, that kind of music at that show. We're going to redo it. I have the whole band with me from my horn section to the background singers to the, the core crew. And excited about it. Looking forward to it. Fantastic. Well, man, I want to tell you, we so appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come in and chop it up with our guests on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. We wish you nothing but continued success, man. And everybody, don't you tell people quick where they can where they can get your music. You can get my music um, first and foremost on my website. That's ChrisCraneOneMusic.com. Fantastic. Chris Crane, the number one music.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Chris Crane One, Facebook, um, Chris Crane, YouTube, Mr. Chris Crane, Twitter, Chris Crane Two. Just find go. me up out there everywhere. All iTunes, right. Amazon, Spotify. Just type in Chris Crane, C R A I N. All right. Thank you, man. And I tell you, you will not be disappointed when you listen to this young man's music. It will uh, it will take you places that you want to go. So thanks again, my brother, for being here today. Thanks for having me. All right, man. All right, great. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, FreshCoastJazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.